welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week we're featuring a special conversation from the 58th New York Film Festival with filmmakers Mateus Pinheiro and Nicholas Preda. In Mateus Pinheiro's Isabella and Nicholas Preda's Fauna, one never knows where performance ends and life begins. The two films mediate in poignant ways on storytelling as both an artistic and everyday act. Isabella continues Pinheiro's wryly quotidian takes on Shakespearean dramas, while Fauna unearths the violence haunting a Mexican village beneath the veneer of fabrications and arc comedy. In a sprawling conversation moderated by NYFF program advisor Gina Tellaroli, the two filmmakers chatted about their shared affinities, inimitable idiosyncrasies, and respective approaches to collaboration, color, structure, and more. Mateus Pinero's Isabella opens in our theaters on August 27th. For showtimes and tickets, visit filmlink.org slash Isabella. Hello to everyone. I'm very happy to be here wherever I am because you don't know where I am. And maybe on that note, um, I'll ask a question, but also if you guys have any introductory notes or anything you kind of want to say about yourselves, you can. But this seemed like a good way to start a web talk, which I find disorienting in and of itself. But both of your films also kind of open with a sense of disorientation. Fauna has maybe a more literal disorientation and Isabella one that's a little bit more temporal, an issue of when events are taking place. And I just thought maybe you could talk a little bit about how you found yourselves opening up your films in the beginning. Hey, hi, hello. Yes, (laughs) I I knew that you were going to do that. Uh, hi, hello. Thank you a lot for for having me here. I'm very happy. I'm very happy to be able here to talk with Nico, but also with you, Gina. It's great that uh, we've been willing to meet for so long, and now we meet like this. It's funny. Uh, yesterday I was near your house, I think. I know um, you were in the driving uh, at Sunset Park. So about this orientation, like the idea of uh, I, um, it's a top. Let me think. There is something that uh, it, it was disorientation. The work, yeah. Just I think when you open, you know, both films, you kind of are thrust into something, and you don't, yes, you know, yes. you care. You don't know where you are or when you are, yes. and it, you kind of just have to have a faith in in what yeah. you're doing. And I think you're rewarded yeah. with that faith in both of the movies. But it is an interesting yeah. place to start. Yeah, maybe it's a way of uh, of trying to to produce interest. No, so that if everything is very clear, I think that it becomes flat and boring. No, so I think that the idea of producing these gaps, these uh, dark areas, or this uh, ambiguity, or these things that are moving and we don't know exactly, I hope that it's a sort of invitation for your interest. No, that yeah. so I th- I think that I think in those terms, and also because I also like not I prefer not to be so sure of things. So no, so so trying to keep that mystery, that possibility of hooking, you know, of getting interest, I I think is very narrative terms in that sense, no, very concrete. What is that film of yours that starts with a dream, where they're playing soccer? These women are playing soccer. And uh, La princesa de Francia. Not La princesa de Francia, yeah. And That's it's very also, clear. And no, because it's it's also interesting that. A lot of your beginnings are in this kind of space that you're not sure where you are. And in fact, that beginning is mm. not clear that it's a dream either. No. It's, no. It's, but, it, yeah. but it's also mysterious and it's kind of, a, 
No, no, sorry, sorry. Go, go. No, that I was thinking that is something that I hadn't actually thought till uh, Dino brought it up. This idea that the, the beginning, and in fact, it's very common in your films, I find this a beginning that you're yeah. invited to think that the film can go in any direction. It's, it doesn't yeah. set a, a specific path, but it sets yeah. kind of a, an invitation for all kinds of possibilities. Yeah. I think that maybe because in the beginning you can do whatever. No, then when you start, when you start, you can say whatever. Then when you already have started, you cannot do whatever because you have some, some things that you have to relate. Even if that relationship with the beginning, with the first scenes, is going to different directions. No, but in the beginning, when you just start the movie, you can really do whatever. So you, yeah. you better do that instead of like putting like an establishing shot or like uh, giving context, you know? Like, no, it's better you're given the chance to do whatever. No, there the audience is very generous in that sense, no, because they go, they put their heads into this and they say, okay, what I'm going to see. So this is the moment to 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 start uh, with with something more surprising in a way, or something more challenging, or something inviting that is not the the obvious in a way. Yeah. For so. for. For fun, I was a little bit more sort of specific because I wanted yeah. the, the idea of this orientation. I wanted this idea that they are going to a place that they don't know and you don't know what's going to... Sort of like the, the idea that they are, as actors, lost. And then the film is a little bit also... Ha opens up those possibilities afterwards of being a bit lost and not necessarily needing to know where you are in any moment in the story or... Um, yeah, so like that, the the characters are in the same similar situation as the audience member. Yeah, I wonder then. You know, there's a line in Isabella that I actually thought of a lot about while I was watching Fauna. Um, the line, but maybe that darkness is what made me feel that acting is not for me. Um, and I guess I thought about that kind of in relation to genre in Fauna. We were talking a little bit even before this started about thrillers and comedy in relation to your film. Um, so I guess one thing, I mean, I'm kind of curious about is your use of genre, um, but kind of the darkness that, and the comedy that exists in the film. Nico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think uh, my, my way through this. Because it's, it, in, in a way for me, the idea of genre was, and I don't do this often, was perhaps two things. One, and that's what started it, was it sort of a political thing line that the film has but it's in relation to how is violence represented in, in in culture in mexico sort of not just entertainment but also contemporary art and what is our relationship to representation of that violence and so it, it seemed that the that this idea of private investigators femme fatales and stuff like that is the obvious artificial way of approaching uh, and uh, this uh, um, the universe of violence and this is generally how it's represented but because the film is always referencing this idea of performativity and acting it's almost like a this the whole second part of the thriller is a self-conscious thriller it's not a real thriller in yeah. a sense and so that's what i was interested in and uh, and the idea that an actor has to sell themselves to this darkness in order to be able to act in mexican films because that's 
the kind of yeah. uh, contemporary mode of representation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a very specific <laughs> idea within yeah. sort of the political. But then at the same time, the film is also about actors acting, like in Isabel in that sense of, of oh, yeah. uh, the characters play actors that, uh, um, anyway, yeah, I was a bit lost, but uh, I, I was mainly interested in, in this idea of the, the, the yeah. possibility to perform. Or, well, I'm obviously curious for both of you about, and this is something, you know, that has taken place in a few of your films, the idea of using theatrical expression or ideas of performance in cinematic spaces and, and how you're, you know, you, you, you guys work with the same actors a lot and how working with the same actors kind of impacts that process. Yeah. Well, in regard to genre, well, in my case, it's, uh, Shakespeare is this like place where it gives me so much material you know, to work with and that somehow comes from the relationship with the actors, you know, the people that I work with, that this uh, joy and excitement that they can have uh, by trying themselves out with these lines, with these plots, with these rhythms. That's what attracts me. You know? the, 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 I think that is photogenic what they do with the, with the text and what I can do by inverting, cutting, pasting and, 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 and doing that. It's like, a, it's their clay that it makes the movie in a way. Um, and then, yes, uh, for me, I cannot think of making a movie without the people that I work with. I don't see the fun of it. You know, I don't see, I guess that one day maybe, but I think that I always keep on thinking, oh, it would be interesting to see Maria doing this. It would be interesting to see Pablo doing that and Agustina next to Romina or Gabi playing like this role. And this is how the films are done, no? especially I'm doing a series, no, in a way, like this is a cycle of films. So somehow they need to be reinventing themselves and also repeating some certain patterns. Uh, in the case of Isabella, in back, going back to genre, uh, the, the film is taking elements from measure for measure. That is a problem play because of uh, it has the issues in regard to its genre. It's, it's a comedy, but it's a dark comedy. It's a, and there was something about that change of tone that I was very attracted to. No, I think that the Isabella has a different tone from Hermie and Helen and the rest. And I think that that was also something that I was uh, taking from this source, from, from, from this source. Uh, it was not an adaptation. I was like somehow getting my mood, my inner mood and my, the mood also of the people that I was working with related to that play. And that's why we chose that and not much about nothing. Yeah. It's, it's strange because even though I think we make work that is quite different in many ways, but I work in a similar way of when I'm starting to write a screenplay, it's yeah. always sort of like Avino, Luisa, Paco, Tere. It's like these same people and, and, and sort of shaping them. But at the same, while the, in the screenplay, I start shaping uh, them and I'm trying new things. At the same time, I'm not creating characters exactly. It's yeah. just I'm, I'm thinking of people and like yeah. actual people and then them, but at the same time with the notion that they're gonna, the uh, uh, performing something else. It's a combination of the person and the, and the, and the performance in order to create uh, individual screenplay. Then there's also this idea of trust. I think that trust is very important. And, and we, when you, once you build that bond of trust with a group of people that you admire, 
why why not repeat it no and i don't think that the relationship is like uh, uh, exhausted only by doing one or two films and and it's not that easy to get along especially by the way we make movies that are movies that are trying out things trying things that can fail doing them in a very independent way you really need I, I don't know, I admire them a lot and that's why I feel that I need them also to, to, to stimulate and to, and to do something new and push me to something new, even though it's the same people. No, so it's a weird like attraction. It's also like what you said at the end, if you keep many uh, things similar, like in this case, all these people, you automatically will for be forced to do something quite new because if, if if you have all these standardized things, all these elements that don't change, then automatically you're looking for that change, as opposed to having every time new people that then that will be the change already. So the films need to be quite different because there is so much constant, so many constant elements. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know, also when I think about the movies that I watch, I don't know, even in, I don't know, you can, you know much more, Gene, about this, but <laughs> even in the studio era, I don't know, they were the same actors, like a studio had a set of actors, and there yep. was a combination of them, so it's not that weird. No, no, no. Even in a structure that is so different from ours. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the Warner Brothers pre-codes, and it's the same wonderful people in these new, you know, crazy circumstances every single time. Yeah. And it's, so, it's like, or it's like Foxbinder, a little bit, I think, yeah. probably. Yes. Also, there's the point of theater, no, Nico, that I think that even though we're, it's different places, we're aware with the same actors, but also these actors come from theater and from a certain type of theater, no, like a, a, a sort of like off, off circuit in a way. And, in, and also, I don't know, time has also gone by. We have been making movies for more than 10 years. So we all started by doing these little movies and we continue making like small movies, but but also, I don't know, I, I, for me, it has been interesting to see how the actors that I work with and also the, the, the crew, the technicians that I work with, the sound person, the DP, they also have um, grown and, and changed their ways or elaborated, become more complex. And still we are relating and still we're making these small films. And uh, I don't know, I, I was watching your film and I, and I thought this idea of genre, of this films no you're playing with making this like a bigger not bigger but like the idea of making a genre film i think that it might come from your actors that they had been exposed to that that first you they they were like working in, in the theater but then they got like other roles and they tried these and maybe they come back to doing like a off circuit theater but i don't know that there's a there's something from the people that I work with that inspire me and move me to change in a way. And somehow watching Fauna, I, I had a sense of that, you know, like where is the interest of like the thriller coming from? The idea of narcos and so on, no? Yeah. Is it something that is coming from you or is it part of an interaction? No, the, I mean, in the case of this film, it's totally specifically the actors because uh, Francisco Barrero, the actor that plays Paco, and who's in many of my films, he actually acts in, in Narcos, in the, the, the TV show. Yeah. And so he, and he actually performs when he does that scene where he's uh, uh, recreating the scene that the, that the father-in-law is pushing him to do. And he does yeah. in, the whole thing in silence. That's an actual scene that he does in silence in Narcos. Uh, and so I, it was a way, I mean, the whole thing and the, a, a big part of the, the, the film 
was inspired by the fact that these people that are like my, my family in a way, like, the, you know, they're very close friends. I've been working with them forever. They're also involved in this universe that is so far removed from mine. And so in a way to, I wanted to create a kind of bridge between the kinds of things that we're doing and, and not just a bridge, but a, like a sense of reflection between that other universe that they, they, they're inhabiting. And I also think it's, can you still hear me? Because I'm a bit frozen. Yes. You're very meditative. <laughs> I think that you can keep on talking. Uh-oh. So it's a nice, it's a nice <laughs> image though. Well, Matisse, I yes. wanted to say I I kind of have this dream that like you'll be doing this in 30 years and I'll get to watch movies about like old ladies, the same old ladies who are young. I'm and sure. it, and your your whole film cycle and project will become this beautiful, beautiful meditation on what it means to live and go through everything. <laughs> Uh, when I started, the, the, like we started making movies more than 10 years ago, and now we're uh, older. And I was never thinking about the age. And I remember when the first like reviews were coming, they were saying, oh, these youngsters and whatever. No. And I was like, ah, why? I, I'm not so meditative of why is it that they are young in my films. But then we're growing older, and we're not that old anymore. So I, I make fun <laughs> when they keep on putting like young, no, because we're like a little bit older. <laughs> And, and I feel that, of course, I think that, uh, of course, I will have movies with older people, but in, 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 a, in many years. Yeah. yeah, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think that that's such a beautiful, I feel like you don't, like, I think I thought about that when, with Marty's, with The Irishman, and I was like, it's so yeah. rare that you get to see a director working with actors who have had this long career history together. That's, that's just not something we get to experience that often. Yeah. And That's and something that cinema has. No, the possibility yeah. of capturing the documentary side, the, the, the archival side of, of the photographic image in a way, no? that, that we nurture, that we capture things, that we capture yeah. these friends, these faces, this way of acting. Uh, I don't know, I, 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 I promise that I won't be making Shakespeare. And I, will, <laughs> I will do something else. I don't know, but I, maybe one more like in, in like 20 years. But, 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 yeah, but yes, well, I can yeah. see. Hey. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, somewhat connected to that. And I feel like this is something I'm always thinking about. And I'm thinking about it more and more as the world shifts and changes and our personal um, situations all are changing dramatically. I know I was, you did an interview with the Brooklyn Rail and you talked a little bit about how um, Isabella was really shaped by like pragmatic things in your life, your schedule. Yes money yeah, um yeah. and i guess i'm curious because you know you watch your movies and they don't feel practical and they don't feel pragmatic but you know but those things have a big impact on kind of how the work comes to be and how it comes to take shape yeah yes 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 i i it's this the way that technology has moved and and society has moved has allowed us to make films that are not in a industrial pattern in a system no so we're making these films that relate to fiction and actors and this, but in a very amateur sort of style. Even though they look good, they sound okay, they are like somehow like amateur films. We're doing them because we want to. It's not, a, a, I'm not we're not getting any richer. We're being able, I don't know, for a living, I, 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 I teach. I teach cinema, so it has to do with my filmmaking, of course, but it's, I have found indirect ways of like paying my bills, you know? And, and I've been able to, take care of what I want to do in the movies that I care so much. I care so much about what we do together that I try to protect it. 
no yeah. i try to so i try not to put the burden of having to to pay the rent with with them yeah. like in a direct way no in a direct way of course they are very important for me to do what i what i'm doing uh, and um but uh, but yes of course then we try i try not to go against reality no, when in Isabella, very particularly, we started working in Isabella, and 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 no one was intent. Uh, Maria was not intending on having a, a, a third baby, but in the middle of the shoot, we shot around two years, no, in four opportunities. At first, I wanted to shoot only in three, but then uh, you're not going to be against uh, reality. You cannot be as uh, necio, no, as stubborn as that. Yeah. So you need with the materials that life brings you, even if your films are a, a little bit abstract, a little bit weird, a bit crazy, but but we nurture from the things that come to you. I'm not going to be against uh, Maria's uh, pregnancy. We're going to actually potentiate it and see. I, I, like For me, it was funny when I heard that, that she was pregnant because she had to do the audition. And I said, oh, she's going to do an audition for the role of a nun with a seven. <laughs> and I said, well, that's amazing. Why not? And actually, that is a little bit of a topic in the movie, no? Like an act, a, a, fem a female actor work, wanting to work being pregnant, a mother working, why not? No, and what, what is this? No, uh, uh, what are these uh, social things that were being put like uh, in regard to women work and pregnancy, for instance? Yeah. Um, so so I, I was not expecting on thinking, on dealing with that, but it happened and I think that we were able to work with it and incorporate it into a movie that also is a movie where, where, where Isabella is a woman being harassed no, so there's a lot of uh, women issues in the film that that somehow I, they're there in order to echo each other. You know, not, not, not to fully perform like full ideas, but to echo and to let the viewer get stimulated by that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, we are not, it's cinema. Again, it's photography. It's 19th century. We're not going to go against reali reality. Yeah. Speaking of stimulation and echoes, um, the other part of this question that I was going to ask before Nico disappeared is um, I read, and I thought this was such a beautiful thing, that you said that hanging out with Matthias in New York kind of influenced, might have, you know, influenced your switch to making fiction films. And I just, I was wondering if you could kind of it's talk this... a little bit about those transitions, but also maybe talk about how real life and real people maybe influence transitions like that for, for me there is something when spending some time with Matthias as well of this crazy love of fiction that I feel Matthias has of like the possibilities of fiction of like pushing this uh, being able to go in so many directions and embracing the idea of uh, of going you know whereas I was working a lot a bit more constrained I feel beforehand perhaps and so, oh no. You're still speaking, you keep, we can't keep, hear you. Keep talking, keep talking, it's okay. Andrea, I... Oh no! No! Oh, Matthias! <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you something. Tell me something. <laughs> um, let's see, what do... Well, influences or like relationship with people. Um, yeah. I think that there's something between Nico and myself that, uh, that also connects us with fiction. I don't know. I have a huge interest in a Mexican-Peruvian writer that's called Mario Belatin that Nico is very close to. 
is a big friend of, of him and his family, and that actually his previous film, uh, Mi, Luz, uh, Mi, Mi Piel Luminosa, uh, is inspired in one of his texts, and, he, and, and Mario is, is there. And, and, the, and the literature of Mario Bellatini has a lot to do with, uh, with the fiction and extra fiction and, and metafiction in a way. And, and so I feel that it's also like an interest that, that Nico always had. So it's not only the two of us, but interest that we have apart from ourselves that are, mm. is connecting us. Uh, and that's why we became friends in a way. No, we don't just become friends because we live in Europe, because actually we met before. Um, and, and actually I met before Nico's family through Mario than Nico himself. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, we tried to freak him out with his mother <laughs> by taking pictures of me and her mother in Nico's bed, childhood bedroom. But, and that was an idea of Mario, actually. And um, so there is these connections of things that we are interested in. Then we can do something different. Yeah. Uh, but, but we have like some sort of similar interests. Is well, Nico back? No. Well, I guess, you know, okay. one thing I wanted to ask you both about, and I'm going to ask you first, and I'm going to hope that by the time yes. you end, he will have shown back up. Yes. You know, we've been talking a lot about the commonalities between your films. And I think in, in Isabella and Fauna, the two, the main sharp contrast for me, in some ways, the most visible one is in the aesthetics. Because you, this is your color movie. There's incredibly vibrant yeah. colors. Color plays a very specific role. Whereas yeah. Fauna is definitely more arid, more muted, more of its place and location. Um, Sorry, I came to my neighbor's house. It, it should be better. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you about one of the ways I think the films have a deep contrast with just with just the aesthetics, with just the colors, specifically with Matthias's film being very much about color and your film definitely being more of its location with a more arid kind of color palette. Um, so I guess I just, I, I want to hear Matthias talk about color mostly, but then I also want to maybe have you guys talk about where those aesthetic differences come from and choice to make color prominent yes. or, or to make location prominent. I, I, I'm going to be short so we can, uh, um, of course, I, I, I read an interview with uh, Fernando Locke, the DP that I work with, where, where, where he was asked if like filmmakers thought about directors, no? thought about color, and, and he said no. And I've been working with him for a long time. So I say, what the heck? <laughs> uh, and I say, okay, let's think about color. Let's try to think about color. And in a way, it's kind of too obvious, no, that I'm thinking about color in the movie. But also I'm attracted to, to painting and to certain painters and, to, and, 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 and I see the connection between cinema and other disciplines and I get inspired and I push things. And I, so ideas come from all those interactions. So I decided to address something that I was not addressing that clearly before I was not and I decided to look at its face because I saw that it was coming to me from many different angles like conversations with other friends I remember having conversations with Hugo Santiago also like a filmmaker from Argentina that he was talking about certain colors like an idea of composition I don't know I remember when Hugo came to New York uh, we went to MoMA and he wanted to see a Hopper painting uh, because of the use of color for his movie and then in his movie he uses that technique of like not many colors but pointing out certain colors and the colors of a flower that is um, purple and that's why I use purple in the movie it's all these combinations of things um, materials I remember, I remember when you were I mean the last year that I was or two years in, in New York that you were also reading a lot of things about color theory and also drawing a lot 
of these like square drawings and yeah. so you were like super involved in this uh like post-it notes of the different colors and yeah. um, and looking yeah. at just and creating this kind of Jocelyn Albert paintings yourself and yes I was doing the exercises I, I was reading his book and doing some painting that very basic color exercises and I was stimulated by that yeah and it was fun to make there's something about cinema that I miss the I like the touching element you know like yeah. the I don't know I like it that's why I don't like the writing in the computer that much not because of an connecting but I I was editing with little papers you know I printed yeah. all the shots and I was putting them in the in the in the in the floor and like seeing the big picture i needed to see the image i needed to touch the shot uh, you know uh, there's something of the touching that it's needed for me and the and the handling and i and i'm not like a film people a film person no it's not that i'm 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 nostalgic of like 16 or whatever but but uh, but there's something about touch and practice and laboratory that i like that is part of the filmmaking process. That is not only pitching, you know, and, and, and script writing and pitching in film festivals. Uh, no, let's, let's do something. Let's uh, work with something. Hi, I'm Clinton Crute. And I'm Devika Girish. We're the editors of Film Comment. The Film Comment Letter is a free weekly digital newsletter featuring original film criticism and writing by Film Comment's editors and brilliant contributors. The letter delivers exclusive features, reviews, interviews, streaming picks, news, and more directly to subscribers' inboxes every Thursday before they're published on filmcomment.com the following Monday. Sign up today at filmcomment.com to get the letter every week. Support independent film journalism. Support Film Comment. Can you, Nico, can you talk a little bit about just what you wanted your movie look like and how maybe location played a part in that, if it did at all? Yeah, I was, I mean, I was thinking about it as uh, Matthias was talking and I feel that uh, when he mentioned that his cinematographer, Loquette, uh, said that filmmakers don't think about color, I think this is something that uh, could be addressed to me because in a way that I was uh, um, shooting in spaces that I was interested in for different reasons. So like this, in, this highways and this hotels next to the highways, but I also shooting in relation to what I can have access to in a way. So I remember going there and going to many different hotels and the ones that were, I mean, I had, I could choose from two different hotels, let's say. It's not like I had, to, I could not paint the hotel and things like that. And so because it was a film that required me to be away from Mexico City, like if I shoot in Mexico City, I can be a little bit more picky. I can choose spaces. I can work through things a bit more. Here I was, I liked sort of the general sense of this countryside and that, and, and the kind of color that comes with it and the light that comes with it. But then the specific house where we're shooting or the specific bar that we're shooting, I just kind of uh, work with, with whatever I have, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess, you know, I have two, maybe two more big things I kind of want to touch on before we start to take audience questions. So if you, anyone that's watching has a question, I think there's a box down below and you can submit your question in the box. Um, it's so funny when, when I like, and even in our discussion a little bit, although I think this has been a pretty organic discussion, I feel like so much of the writing about maybe experimental, non-traditional cinema, um, and not, not that the language that when people write about your films that it betrays them, but I think the films are so organic and they're so playful 
Um, and they just, they feel there's, there's, they're conceptual, but they don't necessarily feel conceptual, which I think is a really beautiful thing. I feel like I often see movies and you can see the idea, but you can't feel the idea. And I can feel the ideas in both of your films. And um, I guess we've touched on this in a few different ways, maybe like in a more macro way, talking about, you know, making films that are non-traditional, but feel really organic and are playful and are fun. What can we say? Um, <laughs> it's difficult question because it, it encompasses uh, so much, uh, that, right? And a whole way of working, which is this idea that you have an idea, a concrete sense of what you want to do, but at the same time, you also know that that there is a lot going on around you. That it's not just, uh, at least for me, and and perhaps particularly in this film, that I was not so exactly sure what was the path going to be. Because in fact, the editing made the film quite different at the end. But I was super open with the actors to come up with new dimensions to, to all of the characters and, to, and, and because they had this possibility of creating new stories in the second part. They were also kind of, um, it, it was, there's a concrete sort of meta idea about representation and about uh, the thing I talked about at the beginning in relation to violence in Mexico. But then there was also this freedom that comes from working with them and their own ideas, mm -hmm. I guess. Nico, did you shoot all, all, all together? All, or did... Yeah. Uh, we, sh because we shot it all. Uh -huh. No, say, say. No, that, yeah, we shot it in one shot, not like you, that you did it like in two years. I did, yeah, I shot it in two years, so the idea of uncertainty was very much in the writing process, the idea of like thinking, writing, shooting, editing, uh, thinking, writing, shooting, and it, like, so the movie has to do with uncertainty also, it's one of the topics, and doubt and so on, so there was something about like, going out and shooting certain ideas but also but also being open to including other ones and, mod and modificating and cutting things out and rewriting there was something about the way that we shot that helped me to find the movie better you know and in that finding the movie shooting after shooting there's a playful aspect there there's like ah look i found this ah it is that I thought that was going to be the beginning. Now it's out, and and now maybe we need like a scene where where um, that I can shoot in my iPhone, you know. And and so there's something about like a form that needs to be in constant movement, that somehow came from the way that we were shooting. That it was in this pattern that I didn't have a full script. I didn't. I, we were we were I. We were, it's not improvising at all, but we were creating from each present moment in a way. And so that produced that, uh, the, the, the movement of the film in a way. Yeah. It's funny because my, my, my experience is, is so dramatically opposite that in a way it generates a similar uh, experience in that I, I wrote the film and I shot it very quickly after like very soon after i wrote it and when i wrote it i knew that it was not complete but i knew that it was a film so but so i had to like you said it's not about improvising but it's about working within the material that you have in yeah. the moment but for me it was this kind of very fresh idea and working with the actors 
on this very uh, as opposed to uh, having a, but I think both instances were both working with very concrete screenplays, uh, but that are quite open as well to, to, to for modif open for modification. Yeah. And I also just, I remember just now that I watched a part, uh, you had to come back from shooting from Argentina. Yes, you, you watch. And I watched yeah. a, a big, a bit one of the i mean i watched some shots i don't and, and a kind of an assembly no but you show you you watch the a first edit of the first shooting the what yeah. i shot in cordoba that at first was all together i put it all together you, you saw like a linear version of a film that it's all fragmented now and that i knew that i was not uh, i was not so convinced about that but but i remember that the tone yeah. was drastically different in that yeah. the shots were super long and things were kind of a, a lot more contemplative yeah yeah but then yeah but then something else happened that was a very that, that, that you i remember you liking it a lot and i also liked it that that, that it was a first ensemble of the shots but i didn't uh, i didn't do it um uh, rigorously, I did it. I just threw the things in the timeline and somehow shortened them without knowing where I was cutting. So all of a sudden there was a there was a close up of a, I don't know there was like a close up of this, no, and uh, like this, and then it was like uh, ten seconds empty, and then the hand appearing, and then cut. So it was all <laughs> out of balance, and it was kind of funny that it was funny that that suddenly or my hand up. It was not shaped. It was not uh, um, classical in that sense. It was. It was very off. But that made it like kind of peculiar. I mean, I it was still, too much. I mean, but the film is still not classical. I mean, the film still does. I mean, more thought, more shaped, but does some weird cuts like that in a way. And yeah, I think that the idea of the structure that is all like different times has to do with what we liked about the uncertainty that the way that the linear, the linear version was cut. Not that it was not cut to the action, it was cut randomly because I didn't see, I just shortened the shots like that, like to cut the claps out and so on, uh, like looking at the final cut, you know, like without seeing what was actually inside of the shot. But I remember that we liked the things that it produced, the, the eeriness that it produced, that, that why the, the shot is so long and why the action is like in the middle and then uh, so maybe yes, I I thought that it was rather dull to to do it <laughs> linearly, no? Like uh, so that if once I corrected that version that you saw and it was all aligned, it was very boring. So I think that there was something to be enhanced by what I needed to do afterwards. No, that was one of the lessons. It's strange. I mean, maybe this is separate, but I was trying to think about your film and how what does this fragmentation what it brought to me, and it was, it, the feeling is a lot more concrete than what I, I can say, put together in words, I think, but it has something to do with, despite, in spite of knowing something, you're, mm. like, the, your feeling towards the character in every individual moment is shaped by what you know later, but not by what you know in relation to the story, but what, what you know in relation to the feeling of that person later, if that makes mm. any sense. It's almost like uh, like you you know how the person's gonna feel after this interaction that you're watching, 
and yeah. that is what shapes it not so much that you know an event that's going to happen yeah. later and that is yeah. super powerful i thought mm. yes um, yes i was interested in the character i was interested in the emotional aspect without making like an obvious melodrama or not without making it emotional in an obvious way uh, and also we also experience life a little bit like that today i'm thinking about this and it's like about like something that happened like some time ago but then we are mixing times also so i thought that it was important to make connections of events out of their chain of time in a way it's uh, I, I haven't, it's not, I haven't, I haven't fully, th well, also there is something that I haven't been able to, to screen the movie that much, you know, so I haven't had, so I haven't thought too much about the movie, apart from the conversations that I could have with Melanie and Sebastian, the editor and, and Garbine, you know, and the people very close or with you, people that are very, very close and that I, I'm, I'm sharing the movie with them while I'm processing in the middle of the process. So... I don't know. I'm, I will think about what you say. It's, I, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's good that he did something at least. Yeah, no, it's quite nice. <laughs> um, well, I think we have a few questions from the audience, and I guess maybe I'll, we'll do a few of them, and then we can find a nice closing note. But um, an anonymous attendee on a very different bent says, "Hey guys, what do you think about Albert, Alberto Serra? His last film, Liberté." I think it's extraordinary in a very Christian film. How do you think immoral can be so moral and pure at the same time? Do you like tricksters like Alberto? What's tricksters? Like someone that makes tricks? A joke, maybe jokes like uh, people who are tricky or, you know. Yeah. I really like obvious. Albert Serra. Yeah, I really like his movies. Yes, I... Uh, also very intriguing you know you go into an immersion of a, of a world i don't know it's an invitation to to be immersed you know it's a, so yes it's amazing and it's not a trickster even though he <laughs> as a person is perhaps as like the persona is of a trickster the films are a lot more a lot deeper than that perhaps than than a, yeah. it's not it's not a, like a little magical or a little like it's yeah. not that he just pulls a rock under the carpet or something it's or however you say yeah. that it's more that he pretends that that's the case when he talks perhaps or uh, but uh, yeah but i think they're quite uh, yeah well i should <laughs> one commenter or question asker just wanted to say that you guys are she doesn't think you guys should have to talk about albert sarah <laughs> <laughs> But I will say then that you have to ask other questions. Um, there's something here and I'm not quite sure. I wish that there was a person I could talk to, to to maybe have a better understanding of what they were asking, but I'm gonna read what they wrote. And then I think maybe you two can just talk a little bit about the countries you worked in. And I think there'll be an answer maybe in there. But Bautista, um, somebody Bautista wrote, Nico, how would you say the Argentinian film industry took your movie um, did being a Mexican-Canadian production, did you have any form of contact or experience dealing with this film industry? So I'm not 100% sure, but maybe it would be nice if you guys could talk a little bit just about what it was like to work in Argentina and in Mexico and your experience maybe in those larger industries. 
I mean, I can talk a little bit about the second part because my film is, I have some money from Canada to make the film because I'm Canadian as well and I shot it in Mexico. Uh, but uh, I think that, I mean, it's hard to talk about the countries because in a way, what shapes my film has to do with being in Mexico. And obviously it's a very, it's, it's a film culturally rooted in Mexico and Mexican problems in some ways. Uh, the fact that it's a Canadian co-production, I think this, and you know, we live in a, in a world that all kinds of films are produced by all kinds of places. And um, anyway, yeah, perhaps I don't have much to say. It's <laughs> That's okay. I just, it was yeah. there and I was like, we'll see what they have to say. Maybe on a different bent, um, maybe this is a little bit more in line with the talk we've been having. Um, Jose asks, could you recommend some movies or directors you like from your respective countries? Can you say that again? Yeah. Oh, can you recommend some movies or directors you like from your respective countries? Yes, of course, there's a lot. There's a lot of filmmakers from today and from many years ago. Like I just mentioned Hugo Santiago that has made films in Argentina and also in France. Uh, Eloisa Solas that has made a film uh, two years ago that's called uh, Las Facultades. Agustina, um, Agustina Comedy also that she has made a, a short film that I think that is playing also here. Uh, Mariano Chinas, Alejo Movillansky, Laura Chitarella. There's a lot of filmmakers, and, me, and I'm missing a lot of other ones, of course. Yeah, there's Edu Julen, Edgardo, yeah, Edgardo Kosarinsky that has a, a new movie also that is amazing. I was going to say Yolene Olaizola, who has a film at the festival, also in Main Slate, who she makes really, I think she's one of the better, the best Mexican filmmakers right now. I'm looking forward to seeing her film because I also like her a lot and she's, she's amazing, she's great. Um, so I'm going to do one more audience question and then I'm going to give you guys maybe something a little, hope that will hopefully prompt maybe an ending conversation um, as a good note to go out on. Um, the last question is from M. Goog and they write, would you ever collaborate on a film? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I think that you should like we should send each other like you write a script for me and I write a script for you and never talk again ever <laughs> yes and then I put the name in yours and you put in mine and that's it that would be great because I yeah well maybe you just write a script for me and I don't have to write one back yeah, because I think that no one wants no one wants to write a script here I think. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's tricky, the collaboration. I'm now collaborating with a friend of ours, Lois Patino, a filmmaker from Galicia, in Spain. And I never, I, I never fully collaborated in this in the level of intensity. Uh, and it's interesting. It's interesting. It's tricky also. You have collaborated. You had, like, opportunities. It's, it's in, I don't know. Wait. In, in the case, yes. The film of, of Portugal, where I was seen in Portugal, yes. that has nothing to do with No, that. it has all to do. It's exactly, <laughs> exactly. that. I was yeah, yeah, shooting yeah. another movie, so imagine how bad must be the one that they're doing with Lois, that I was distracted by shooting parts for Isabella. No, no, that's right. actually, because the, with Lois, we have been wanting to make this movie for a long, long time. And, uh, and so when I started making Isabella, there was this idea of this project of the Portuguese film that I was going to make with Lois, 
and that never happened. So I was using that to put something in Isabella, but then when I actually, the Isabella took so long that the Portuguese project came to be, and when I went there to, Portu with, to Portugal with Agustina, the, one of the actresses, I said, okay, they are talking so much about Portugal in, in Isabella that we need to have something. It's weird that, that Portugal is just like, I already have in, in Hermia and Helena the thing that they talk about Montana, 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 because I wanted to go to Montana and I could never go to Montana. And so here I said, now that I'm saying Portugal, 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 we're going to go to Portugal. We're going to show Portugal in, in, in the film. So yes, that is Agustina shooting. Yeah, we're in the shooting and she's doing a show that when we play Sikorax, that's the name of the short that we're doing with Lois, you'll see the shot. You see these three women in both movies. There's uh, three women like in a, in, a, in a park and you'll see them in both movies. Or not. <laughs> Maybe, you know, on an, on an ending note, um, you know, I think what I've loved about listening to you, both of you talk about your work is just you really get a sense of how you pull from everything that's around you, from the people you're talking with, from the actors you're working with, from your day-to-day -day lives, from your schedules, from, you know, where you live, where you're from. And obviously, you know, the last six to seven months, I think for most people, it's, I mean, I know it's true in New York, have been very different in terms of who we're interacting with, how we're interacting. Um, you know, I, Matthias, your movies are so warm and full of touching and warmth. And, you know, this is like, you can't hug your friends. <laughs> Yeah. In, but, some people get so I guess I'm just wondering in kind of what have you pulled anything from kind of this different moment that you hmm. that you can see yourself doing something with, even if it's even if it's not concrete. Yeah. Something happened to me that uh, Isabel is very COVID friendly. We showed it there's no kissing, there's no intimate scenes. We yeah. showed it very, That's true, very few actually. people. There's nothing. It's uh, actually when they're doing the audition, the audition seems to be right. like an audition, like a COVID audition where you don't interact with people and so on. But no, I think that we have to understand priorities. There's health issues in the world and, and that we need to understand that we need to, to stop and to think differently. And I hope that we learn to, to produce and like live our lives in a different, in a different way because of to learn something out of this and then to have empathy for for, for those who have a, like health issues and to be, yeah. to be more attentive towards, you know, this thing about like going and visit your mother, what does it mean to visit your mother and like meeting someone randomly and this, like trying to have a little grow in empathy, you know, and, yeah. and still be able to work, to do things, to think things, you know, and it's just like patience and understanding and empathy and, and, and movement in accordance to the situation. Yeah. And taking care, no, look, I have like... I have my, yeah, I, I have to apologize to my neighbor now because I ran into her house <laughs> without asking. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I've, uh, after what you say, what can I say? I know that's no, kind I, of the I, perfect I gonna, thing. <laughs> what about traveling? No, what about traveling? We, we have live a life mm. where we travel as part of our, our lives. Sometimes we travel less, sometimes we travel it was interesting to stop the machine yeah. in a way it was interesting i think that we need to learn from that also maybe we travel once and we stay longer in a place we don't need to be traveling all the time we're not like packages you know it's it's weird yeah. it's weird i think that we need to to think about no and like how to show the movies of course i want to show the movie in a theater especially Isabella. is not a, 
you know, it's, uh, it requires an immersion and the colors and the attention. But, uh, but then, okay, we'll try to show as we can. No, yeah. and then there will be other showing. So I'm not, uh, of course, festivals fall. I'm very happy that New York Film Festival is happening. It, it was amazing to have a drive-in that, even though, of course, it was it's it's funny for Isabella, but but still, it was great. And uh, to try to think beyond, no, and to rethink how we live our lives. Uh, I think with the idea of the traveling for me has been interesting uh, to think about that. Yeah. I definitely I feel like. The, the thing I noticed the most was getting to know my neighborhood, which you live in New York and you're on the train and you're going into the city and you're going to work and you're going to this thing. And it, to just be in my neighborhood, to see my neighbors, to sit outside. Yeah. And for my, like that stuff's always there and we're just always running away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and watching movies in a different way. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But we have to be patient and like understand it. Beautiful. I think, unless you have anything to add, Nico, I think being patient and understanding is maybe a beautiful note <laughs> to end our talk. Thank you everyone for watching and thank you to Matias and Nico and the New York Film Festival for having all of us. Yes, and we should meet in person, keeping social distance. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm free next week to come into the city. Okay, around. let's do it. Or I can okay. go to your way. We could go to Greenwood, but I've been doing long walks in Greenwood Cemetery if you want to do that. Right. Let's do that. Let's okay. do that. Thank you very much. Bye, Thank everybody. You.